G'day, g'day. Nicola O'Brien Nee Murphy, how's it going? Fine, thank you. Yes, yeah, all good. How are you? Can I just say, you look like, you know, that like supermodel stumbled out of bed look. You look like that. Are you today. fucking joking me? <laughs> you honestly, your hair is dead sexy. It's like ruffled <laughs> and you've got a bit of smudgy black eyeliner, but it's not, it doesn't look messy. It looks kind of like sexy. Yeah. So can I just say, you look dead sexy? Oh, thank today. you, sister. Jer's um, missing out. He's gone to work. <laughs> I'm actually uh, quite hungover. Not not like it's the tiredness more than anything, but like we were drinking mm. Prosecco last night. We went to sing along social mm. and it was like, oh, oh let's have a bro. bottle of Prosecco. And then literally four bottles Good idea. later, four bottles. Well, there was three of us, yeah. so I wasn't too bad. But uh, it was probably yeah. the best thing to drink at Sing Along, actually, because it was just like yeah. gave you a good buzz, you know? <laughs> fits the vibes. Yeah. yeah, fits the vibes. But I find like <laughs> since pregnancy, like I, I can't drink that long if my stomach is empty. I feel kind of like sicky, you know? So yeah. I was getting to that stage. I was like, oh, I need to stop drinking. And uh, so I stopped drinking at like half 11, I'd say. We can get home to one o'clock. But uh, yeah, we were at Sing Along Social. It was great crack. It was beyond. It's a bit day. of a workout, Sing Along Social oh as well. Like you're, you'd be physically tired from it, like from bellowing. Yeah, and like, my you back know, is actually sore. And like I was wearing flat boots, you know. It's great. I do. <laughs> I know we talked about it last week, but like this time of year where you can wear flat boots to everything and you're still dressy. <laughs> But you know what, right, this this is going to sound like such an awful thing to say, like, but depending on where you are, if you're on concrete, if you're not on like a a floor that's been suspended or whatever, your back will kill you, like, because you've been standing on solid concrete for hours, you know what I mean? But it retires the the dancing pains, you know, you're kind of upper back, lower back, arse pain. But uh, yeah, it was Britney <laughs> versus Beyonce. It was a great crack. So it wasn't actually Aoife, the girl who normally runs it. I think she's... No, she's got a big hired. gang of them now doing it. Yeah. yeah, she's hired a few local crack mechanics is uh, the names she gives the girls. But mm. uh, they were good. They weren't as good as her and they didn't have that many props, which is a bit oh. of a pity. Um, they'd maybe four or five props. Um, and then at the start, they had two drag queens, a local drag queen, Kenji Warhol. She was brilliant. Um, and they were kind of like Britney versus Beyonce, like talking about like why one of them loved Britney. Sort of debating. Yeah, yeah to be, they had five points to go through and it was all about, <laughs> you know, uh, fashion and like uh, queer support and like all that sort of stuff. So, um, but yeah. Who would you go for, Britney or Beyonce? Did you have to choose the a side? Of the night, because, you know, like obviously they'd play a Britney song and they'd play a Beyonce song. I probably got more joy out of the Britney music. I know. I probably haven't heard a lot of it in a while. I think you kind of support Britney as an underdog now yeah. as well, you know. You kind of yeah. have a feel for her, you know, or something like, and she's been tr- yeah, put through the ringer. True. And she seems I, a lot more um, genuine than Beyonce, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's Like what you see is what you get with, Be- with Britney. With Beyonce, she's like this immaculate, manicured that's goddess, you know. That's yeah. kind of intimidating and like completely aspirational whereas Britney's like she's like us yeah exactly <laughs> you know? she's like a normal person so I did find myself being like I'm actually not that big a fan of Beyonce really anymore I found myself even kind of being like that and being like I'm definitely more of a Britney person Britney's like every man <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah although there was a lot of people going for Beyonce but at the end uh, they had a vote and I think Britney went one or oh hilarious uh, but it was in the pavilion in Cork which I've never been to I'm, well I was there years ago like some fucking house music thing after way too many vodkas. Um, it's such a cool venue. It's so mm. unusual. It's a really, really unusual venue. It's like really high ceiling and like 
it's like the most bizarre looking building, but it's actually great crack, I must say. And like, there was never a queue for the toilet and the bar was quick. And, I don't you know, know if I've been there. Where is it? It's down the little lane, you know, that that original OG Mexican is. Um, is it Zachary? Oh, yeah. It's behind Carrie's Lane. So, yeah. Mm. But it was a really cool venue. So, uh, yeah, it was great crack. So we had a great all night. And actually tonight I'm going to a gig as well. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, tomorrow I will Wild be woman. dead. <laughs> what gig is it tonight? It's a band called, I love the name of this band. It's a band called Fist of Emotion. Because, you know, they do power ballads, like covers. So oh, it's I love like, it. So you know, the way you have your, like, Fist of Emotion for a power ballad. So <laughs> We're doing it. the Fist of Emotion yeah. you have to, like, action. Move it and then, totally so capes of the heart. <laughs> That's it, exactly. So Elaine's <laughs> sister-in-law uh, is a massive fan. She's been to their Oh, I'm jealous. Oh, my God. I nearly fly over for that. I could do I it know, like It that. sounds brilliant. But God love her. She actually has tonsillitis, the creator, Una. Oh, so no. I know. So it's just me and Elaine now. But I look forward to it. Oh. I, it's, I really needed female positive energy last night. And yeah. it is life affirming events. Oh, like that. I, it was so, good. Actually, I had two in a week. <laughs> I had a lot of live music as well this week, but it was a lot of male energy. So yeah. we went to see Edinburgh Band Young Fathers, as they call themselves, Young Fathers. And they um they were up for the Mercury Music Prize this year, which oh, they've won before in the past. And they're just phenomenal. So there's three guys are the actual band, but then they have various sort of musicians and singers that kind of join them. So there's, they just have the most amazing setup. It's it's like, they've, they use the guitar very limited. They've got a drummer who's got a very strange drum setup, like not that many drums, maybe only like four drums. Mm. They've got a cymbal that is full of holes, you know, oh, that wow. they've obviously played for years. They've got a guy that plays keyboard and synths and guitar, but as I say, very sparingly. And then they've got two female singers with them now as well. So at points and at a lot of points in the show, there's five vocalists wow. and like two people playing instruments. It kind of gives you the impression of what they're doing but you you wouldn't know that from listening to it in a way you know the sound is still very full and yeah. um but they're so intense and they're like I said at the end of it, it was like they can have their own horror film they just kind of stare at the audience and they move their heads slowly and they've unusual you know, really really performative and really theatrical um and intense but also like kind of fun at points and stuff I mean there's one point where um Kay this one of them he comes out with a handheld Tor- like not a torch but like a spotlight you know and he kind of moves it around and he and there's no other light in the stage you know and it's so cool um and they're just you know they just are captivating you know they're just so good i saw th- i've seen them three times this year hello baby Maeve. <laughs> every podcast there's a, a interjection of me going hello and baba you have got bigger since last week oh my god yeah, stop sleeping. Oh no, it's not too bad. <laughs> anyway, that was enough about Young Fathers. And then last night we went oh, to see... Oh, they sound really cool. Oh, they're very, so good. If you get a chance to see them ever in Ireland, you should go. And then the other... And the songs are... Their music is brilliant. Um, yeah. I was saying to somebody, I was like, I'm so proud they're from Edinburgh. They're just the best. Oh. <laughs> um, but we've been going to see them for 10 or 12 years, you know. But anyway, um, my friend Ruth's seen them six times this year. She's obsessed. It's so funny. Wow. But anyway, um... We went to see my friend Woody's band, The Resistance, last night. So that was a bit of fun as well. I literally oh, drove in 
saw the bend and drove home. I'm such oh, an old fart. I was back in time for Big Brother. But um there you go. That was that was my week of entertainment. But um yeah, so all good. It's good though, because I feel like November can be kind of a tough month sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's kind of nice of a few things. Oh, believe me though, every day I was supposed to go somewhere this week. I was like, oh, I don't want to go. Do you know, during the day I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I kind of forced myself to go and I enjoyed all of it. Immensely. Yeah, I felt like that yesterday about single. I was like, I just, I just, because the baby hasn't been sleeping much, I just didn't know that I physically have the energy. I'm pretty sure I sat in the bed for like 25 minutes last night, just plucking up the, the energy to get dressed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was worth, well worth it in the end. Like I know the following day, it's it's a bit rough, but uh, it's definitely worth it for the... No, the- and you feel better about yourself and life uh, yeah, in general. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so cool. get some live music, people. That's the lesson today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or uh, put on an old Britney album because uh-huh. she got some bangers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, right. First up this week, number one. One. So this is. It's not so much. This sounds like an ad for a spin studio in Dublin, but I kind of just wanted to talk more about the ethos of this place. So this was on RT.com. When you walk into Airy Echelon Spin Studio on Dublin's Delir Street, you're met with an understated sign that says no diet talk. It reads or weight loss talk, no unrealistic beauty standards or beauty ideals. The black and white sign goes on forbidding ableism, ageism, homophobia and transphobia, ending in the credo that mainstream beauty standards and body ideals are highly unrealistic and steeped in oppressive histories of white supremacy and misogyny. So they are not promoted here. It's a disarmingly clear-eyed challenge to a fitness culture, as many of us know it, from the legions of influencers posting scant What I Eat A Day vlogs to the gym bros promising peachy glutes in just six weeks with their subscription plans. In contrast, in the basement below the Echelon studio, in dimly lit rooms filled with multicoloured lights, small classes of a dozen or so people of all shapes and sizes cycle along to Taylor Swift or Twilight-themed sessions (laughs) encouraged to respect the comforts of their bodies. Opened in 2019, just before the pandemic sent us home with our weights, stationary bikes and yoga mats, Echelon is a boutique spin studio uh, challenging the smaller is better mantra so often peddled in fitness culture. Founded by Carla Carla Bredin, I think it is, a registered nutritionist and trainee psychotherapist, the idea was born out of Bredin's own love of spinning as a means of de-stressing, drawing from her awareness of social systems and the damage they can do to the individual, she says, was written into the studio's DNA. It was very, it, it very quickly clicked that we were kind of offering something that people hadn't found before. The focus was on the capabilities of your bodies as opposed to what's wrong with your body, what's wrong with how it looks, how you can change it, how you can kind of sign up to a six week program to shrink, shrink yourself. When you truly look at something like diet culture or fitness culture, it is rooted in patriarchy, she says. It's rooted in white supremacy. We have an ideal of a, what a body should look like and how a person should present. And that ideal is thin, white, able-bodied. And while this philosophy echoes throughout the studio from the gender neutral and accessible bathrooms to the science promoting preferred pronouns, Breeden is realistic about trying to manage a space filled with all kinds of people. Although I'm trying to create a principled space, it's not possible for me to call it a safe space because everyone's that everyone that's in the space is adding to it. So some people will say things and I can't control that. But I can put our principles up on every single wall and say, look, if you're going to be here, please acknowledge these principles and adhere to them. Some people will still track their workout and we're not saying to stop. We're not trying to stop people from doing that. But I suppose it's to try and move away from the from that being the metric of how the workout was. Oh. Um 
Being a beauty boutique studio, it is inevitably on the pricier side with classes costing 23 euros. Ooh. This isn't lost on her, however, who brings it up when we speak. We're still not perfect because it's a boutique studio. It's in the Dublin city centre with crazy high rents and there and so there is a minimum fee which is not accessible to a lot of the population. I'm not saying we're some kind of utopia and we've got it all figured out for everyone, but I keep thinking about it, keep trying to figure out how to make the space as accessible as possible. The people it does draw, however, are a diverse mix, which was evident in just the first class she the reporter took. And she noted we have lots of men in our thirties and forties that also feel incredibly seen and found because of how toxic fitness culture can be for men. I'm a feminist and this is a women-owned business and I talk about the patriarchy until I'm blue in the face and the patriarchy harms men as much as it harms women. Mm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then she says, in my small way, I'm kind of trying to dismantle what diet culture has told us about fitness in just my little building, in my little city, in my little country. Aww. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think I like it. That she's tr- obviously trying to do something positive, but there's two things there. I think there's the, and she points it out herself, like, you can't you because only so much you can control like you know what I mean and you can't you can't make everybody be perfect in your space you know what I mean so the people that come in there are still going to carry baggage and anxiety and their own beliefs and all that kind of thing but I think it is nice that there's somewhere that people can maybe go and feel more at ease because yeah, I have to say, anytime I ever used a gym, I never really liked it. I always was very kind of self conscious. There probably is some female only gyms out there, but I don't know. They're not. They're the last gym I went to was very inclusive. Now I must say, but I think it's because like it was a personal training gym, though. You know, so like you have your classes, but it was all then just personal training. It wasn't open to everybody. Yeah. It was kind of people who were mem- you know, members only, basically. And yeah. I thought that was very good. Like, I used to go to loads of spin classes there and it was all shapes and sizes there. You know, I did yeah. feel like I love, I love spinning and like it's my, I really, really miss it. But I actually have a spin bike. It's down in Killa though. So that's coming back. <laughs> I'm looking forward to like setting up in the spare room and having my little, doing my spin class once a day because it just really is good for your mental health. But totally. it's, the gym before that that I was a member of, and that was like even at my my skinniest, I was probably most self conscious at, at spin class, like because it was in yeah. Apple, so it was yeah. all colleagues and stuff, and that's a bit yeah. weird, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and although like I was very fit, I was very thin at the time. Like sure, I still thought I was massive, you know. So I was very very self conscious and like aware of my weight and what I looked like and what I wore and all that. Whereas in the last gym I was in, I felt like it was way more just kind of normal people and I appreciate that so much. But it's yeah. so important to have that kind of ethos and at least like, I mean, look, it doesn't not. Yeah. Like she says, like not everyone's going to do it, but like at least they're putting given the 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 actual weapons for people to to do it, to try yeah. to feel less conscious or whatever. I like it. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to eat that. 23 euro a session though. Oh, sting. Yeah. It's very Four classes a week is 100 euro, like, you know. Bloody hell. Yeah. I, and that's actually, that says minimum. So yeah, that's probably man. if you buy a month of cl- a month of classes or if you buy yeah. whatever, if you've got a membership, like it's probably upwards of that for drop in and stuff. So it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. But yeah, yeah. well, you get like in Dublin, though, you get even tourists like that. Like, like I know a lot of people will, when they go to the States, they'll go and do like a soul cycle class in one of those, you know, because yeah. it's like so niche or whatever. But uh, very interesting. No, oh, I dream of being of one of those people that has enough money just to be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's only 23 quid for a class. It's grand. That's wild money. I wish, I wish I was that well off. Um, 
But anyway, yeah. So look, I just thought it was interesting. I just thought it was yeah, it interesting. In- interesting that there these spaces are becoming more um, accessible. So that's good. That's good. Very good. Okay, over to you, Nick. Number two. So uh, this week I have been thoroughly enjoying Big Brother. I know we talked about it as a last week, but I feel like it's still relevant. It will be for another few weeks. I think it's after yeah. maybe two more weeks only. But um, I've just been really enjoying it. I just think mm-hmm. they've kept people very well. I said now a few shows and there's been a load of drama and all that stuff. So I know who went last night. I'm very happy with uh, who's been out. Um, but I haven't watched it last night's episode, but apparently there was a big fight on it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just think it's like back to the OG reality TV and it's it's just very yeah. enjoyable. So yeah. um, that's kind of been the big one, the staples. I usually watch it at seven o'clock in the morning from the night uh-huh. before. So uh, it's just handy to have an hour of telly every day as well to watch. And you watch can do it. You can have it on in the background as well. Yeah, you can just totally. like be making breakfast or making lunch or whatever and have it on the background. You don't have to sit yeah. and watch it, which is handy as well. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I've been enjoying it too. I have to say now I was for a while like, oh, I don't know if I'll stick with it or not. And then it picked up not this week past, but last week, I think it picked up and I was like, oh yeah, this is getting a bit better. So, um, so, and the personalities are coming out a bit more and all Way that more. stuff. I think if there's less of them, you were kind of seeing more yeah, of yeah. Um, the characters and stuff. Um, other than that, but you know what we watched this week? We actually didn't dive into like very deep horror. Um, but oh, I, I never told you, uh, me, I just said it last week on the podcast and me and Lily were going to watch Braveheart. <laughs> did you watch it? We did watch it. She loved oh, it. Oh, did she oh, love yeah. it? Oh, <laughs> I think she loved kind of the love story of it and Aww. just like the epicness of it. And I was telling her, you know, about a lot of it being shot in Ireland and, you know, she loved all that. So, yeah, it was great. It was a great <laughs> watch. So we can take her to see uh, the uh, monument for William Wallace and Sterling when she comes over. Except yeah, it's sure. like Mel Gibson <laughs> rather than William Wallace. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's it. Like we were talking about the history and all that stuff and like all that. So yeah, she really enjoyed. And then we didn't really do many horror stuff actually this week, but we did watch the two newest Scream movies oh. that were, you know, one came out last year, one came out this year. Right. Uh, Jenna Ortega's in them. Uh, okay. Who's in Wednesday and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Good. I enjoyed the, the, the one from last year, which is just Scream again. It's the same title, but it is like some of the same characters are in it. Like, you know, Courtney Cox is Gail Weathers and Neve Campbell is Sydney. They're all in it. Um, and Dewey. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, same story like it's still a slasher movie but you know what it's actually a good watch it's on Netflix if anyone's looking for something kind of silly to watch on a Saturday night that give you a couple of jumps but it isn't a horror uh, but the thing is it's very violent I feel like it's yeah. more violent than the original ones it's quite gory compared to yeah. the originals you know yeah. but um, bit silly but we actually enjoyed them and we watched the second one which came out in March and that one's actually based in New York and yeah. it has some of the same cast as the one, the last one. So what are they like? Um, four and five or six? And they're seven actually are they? five and six. Five, five and six. six. Okay. Yeah. But last year's one, like I said, is just called Scream, whereas this one is Scream Six, the one that was okay. released this year. And I think they're making a seven, which is wild, but enjoyable, you know, just <laughs> an enjoyable yeah. slasher movie. Yeah. So I think we put on the thing. Watch. What was the thing you recommended last week? Uncanny. In- insidious. No. Oh, Sinister or no. The Conjuring. Was it The Conjuring or maybe not? This one that we put on at the start of it, it was a guy and he um goes into a party. His brother's in there and they're like, mate, you've got to sort out your brother. He's locked himself into a room. And then he comes out and he 
stabs his brother and stabs himself in the head in front of everybody. And I was just like, I'll just turn it off. I couldn't watch it. You know what it is? Was scary or just I think it was a new, I think it's a new one that was on Netflix. It was highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm obsessed sure what it was. I was just like, I couldn't do it. I don't know what was wrong with me. To be honest, I think it was a bit premenstrual. I was like, I can't do it. I can't watch it. (laughs) You built it up in your head. There is a new one on Netflix actually called Talk To Me. And it's about, it's an Australian horror about a hand and when you hold this hand it allows you to talk to the dead this is what it was this is, is what it was it? this is oh, what we're okay. watching yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. I watched it for a couple more minutes after that and it's a girl driving home from the party yes. with this kid that was at the party and they hit a kangaroo and when I saw the kangaroo dying on the road I was like I'm not watching this I'm not watching <laughs> <laughs> There's a great website for that called Does the Dog Die? And on it, it will tell you. Have we never talked about this? Maybe I'll save it for number four. I'll save it for number four. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what TV okay. are you watching, Kelly? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I finished The Bear Season 1 last night, which oh, I loved the finale. What a finale. I said to sure, I was like, I was not expecting that it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. And I really like to spoil it, but when you rewatch it in the first episode, he fucking throws out two tins of tomato. Are you serious? And it's so funny. It's only like on the rewatch, and I won't go into it anymore. But like when you watch it the second time, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, no, loved it. Absolutely loved it. And um, I thought it was very well put together because there's so, so much emotion in it, like both positive and negative, and his kind of battle to deal with all the stuff that's been going on in his head. And yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I have to say, it was 45 minutes long as well. Yeah. Brilliant. It is yeah. brilliant. It's just as good, if not that. better. Yeah. I started this thing, I don't know if I said it last week, Time, second series of uh, that thing that Stephen Graham and Sean Bean were in. So that's really good. It's about a female prison. We've watched a couple episodes now. It's really good. And um, God, there's something else that I'm watching that's kind of heavy as well. Another drama. Can't remember. Three Little Birds as well on ITV is very good as well. So there you go. There's lots going oh. on. Um, But I was out a few nights this week so I didn't see loads and I watched a bit of Big Brother. So. Okay. She had a social life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Imagine that. Right. Number three. Three. So our facts this week. I wasn't too sure if we'd done this one before. I'm not too sure why she popped into my head either. But uh, it's Joni Mitchell. Singer, oh, songwriter. Cool. Yeah, she's so she's a Canadian-American singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist and painter. As one of the most influential singer-songwriters to emerge from the 60s folk music circuit, Mitchell became known for her starkly personal lyrics and unconventional composition, which grew to incorporate pop and jazz elements. She has received many accolades, including 10 Grammy Awards and induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. Uh-huh. Rolling Stone called her one of the greatest songwriters ever and all music, music has stated, stated when the dust settles, Joni Mitchell may stand as the most important and influential female recording artist of the late 20th century. Mitchell began singing in small nightclubs in Saskatoon and throughout Western Canada before moving on to the nightclubs of Toronto. She moved to the United States and began touring in 1965. Some of her original songs, such as Both Sides Now and The Circle Game, were recorded by other folk singers, allowing her to sign with reprise records and debut her record al- and record her debut album Sang to a Seagull in 1968. Settling in Southern California, Mitchell helped define an era and a generation with popular songs like Big Yellow Taxi and Woodstock. Her 1971 album Blue is often cited as one of the best albums of all time. It was rated the 30th best album ever made in Rolling Stone's 2003 list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, rising to number three in the 2020 edition. 
Mitchell produced or co-produced most of her albums and designed most of her own album covers, describing herself as a painter derailed by circumstance. A critic of the music industry, she quit touring and released her 17th and last album of original songs in 2007. She would give two occasional, sorry, she would give occasional interviews and make appearances to speak on various causes over the next two decades. Though the rupture of a brain aneurysm in 2015 led to a long period of recovery and therapy. A series of retrospective Compilations were released over that time period, culminating in the Joni Mitchell Archives, a project to publish much of her unreleased material from her long career. She returned to public appearances in 2021, accepting several awards in I didn't person. Get that. Could you try again? Including my series talking to me. Um She returned to public appearances in 2021, accepting several awards in person, including a Kennedy Centre Honour in 2021. She performed live for the first time in nine years with an unannounced appearance at the June 22 Newport Folk Festival. That was a massive coup for them. And performed a headlining show in June 23 at the George Amphitheatre in Washington State. Mitchell's approach to music struck a chord with many female listeners. In an era dominated by the stereotypical male rock star, she presented herself as multidimensional and conflicted, allowing her to build such a powerful identification among her female fans. Mitchell asserted her desire for artistic control throughout her career and still holds the publishing rights for her music. She's disclaimed the notion that she is a feminist. In a 2013 interview, she rejected the label, stating, I'm not a feminist. I don't want to get a posse against men. I'd rather go toe-to-toe and work it out. So there you go. That's Joni Mitchell. She had um, she was married twice and she had a baby in between her two marriages, I think. And she put her up for adoption. Because she was on her own and single oh. and, you know, she was only three months pregnant when her partner left her. And it wasn't until 1997 that it all came out. A friend of hers sold the story to the newspapers. Oh, God. And it all came out. But it turned out that the girl had actually been looking for her. Aww. So kind of, I think it kind of worked out in the end. I don't know much more than that. I think they're quite private about the whole thing. But, um... There you go. She's a very interesting character. Like she is like a heavyweight in the world of music folk and music. folk music. Yeah, big time. She's oh, her cool. voice is so haunting. I find it very mm-hmm. sad. A lot of her stuff, like emotional, not sad. Mm-hmm. And it just always reminds me of that bit in Love Actually too. Oh, both her. sides now. That oh, song. Yeah. Duh, what a beautiful song, and just what a heart wrenching moment. You know, so I kind of associate her with because he sad. gives her the Johnny Mitchell <laughs> album, doesn't he? Instead yeah. of the necklace as well. Yes, yeah, we've talked about yeah. that before. Such a moment. Oh, well, um. Yeah. So yeah. So she's cool. She's a cool dude, and she's Listen. still. She's still going like she's a machine. She's a machine. She's um, in the 80s now, you know, but um, fair play to her. So, um, yep, yeah, there you go. That was Johnny Mitchell Fox of the Week. Right, over to you, Dick, number four. Four. Apologies, because I have a baby going off at one end and the dog playing with a slipper on the other end, so the noise is sounding not great. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, so back to my uh, Does the Dog Die? I think we talked about this on the podcast before, no. but um, Does the Dog Die is like, I always have to check it if I'm going to watch a horror movie because I don't like seeing dogs die. <laughs> I don't like funny see- that you have like more sympathy for animals than humans? <laughs> yeah, I don't like seeing, oh. I don't mind when the humans die. Yeah, like you said, and Brian told me about it years ago because I remember we were talking about horrors and stuff and I was like, well, I just don't like it. Like, I remember John Wick, the first John Wick movie. Yeah. 
he has a lovely puppy and the puppy dies and it's mm. very traumatic. Like mm. it's, I still think about it. It's always so, a good intro crime, isn't it? It's always the first thing yeah, that happens when somebody's being stalked or someone's yeah. being, yeah, the dog gets it first, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's heartbroken. So, um, yeah, so there you go. So that's it. It's, but also we'll tell you if there's like animal cruelty. So like that one now that's I had good. looked up. Light me, I was like, oh, I don't want to see any dog dying. In it. <laughs> so I looked up and it was like, no dog dies in this because I see the trailer. There's a bull so it's just dog a database. You can like type in the name of the film. And yeah, people tell you. like comments. You can read other people's comments and stuff. And uh, it because in that talk to me, there's a lovely bulldog, English bulldog, in the room when they're doing the first thing. It's on the trailer, and I was like, oh no, it's like there's a dog in this. I need to see this is a dog die. I can't watch it if the dog dies. So I googled it, and the yeah. dog doesn't die actually. In Does, it. Did the fine. kangaroo die? But yeah. But on it, it said the kangaroo dies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, when I saw the and and he's kind of like dying. He's like reaching out. I was like, oh, for f-. I was like, fuck this. I'm not watching this again. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like whatever about people stabbing themselves in the face. Like watching a kangaroo struggling yeah, in death bad. was like this is too much. <laughs> Anyway, so a very uh, straightforward one there for you. Very this good. Week. Uh, so enjoy it. But but it's invaluable. If invaluable. You, like anything, even thrillers, like sometimes even in a thriller, they kill the yeah. odd dog and stuff. So I kind of yeah, it's one one. Way to keep <laughs> kill the odd dog. <laughs> oh, so that's hilarious. Thank you, thank you. That is that is invaluable. But it's okay. all animals. It's just does the dog die? Dot com. I'm pretty sure. So I'll give you the exact link in a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Right. Number five. So there was only one story in music in town this week. Of course, it was the release of Now and Then, the Beatles' final single. Now, I say final in inverted commas because, you know, there's back in sort of, it was the mid 90s, they brought out the anthology, you know, the Beatles anthology. And there was two new songs on that, Free as a Bird. and um, Oh, God, what was the other one? Oh my God, I was talking to Stuart about it last night. I'm having a moment. So they, they do find these recordings. Now they've said this is the last one, that the, those were the tapes that Yoko Ono gave Paul yeah. and George when John died. Um, and this this song is, it was John's vocal, a demo for yeah. this song, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'll read you this article. Um, so... Um, a demo tape that was recorded by late Bamid John Lennon and was completed with the help of AI, which lifted the songwriter's vocals off the initial recording and allowed the surviving members to work with them because he played the piano on the oh, yeah. original thing. So they've stripped it off the piano, basically. Wow. Um, since first sharing details of the song, both McCartney and Starr have continued to tease the upcoming project for months. This included the latter revealing that he thought the project was beautiful and, deli- and admitting that working on the single was like having John Lennon back. They also wow. hinted that the project was set to arrive imminently last week when they postponed images of a cassette, posted images of a cassette tape across social media and, in, and the internet, as well as projections across the Fab Four's native Liverpool. Uh, on the 1st of November, a short, a short film was broadcast on the one show and the band's YouTube channel, which documents the history behind the track and how it came together. In the video, McCartney recalls how Lennon first wrote and recorded a demo of Now and Then in his New York City home in the late 70s, featuring just his piano and vocals. Following his death, his wife Yoko Ono would later give the recording to McCartney, George Harrison and Starr in 1994, along with the demos for Free as a Bird and Real Love. Real Love is the other one. Oh. 
The latter two were both releases the new Beatles tracks in the mid-90s part of the Beatles anthology project. The surviving members, alongside producer Jeff Lynne, also recorded new parts and completed a rough mix for now and then. But the project was ultimately put on hold as technological limitations meant that Lennon's vocals and piano were not able to be separated for a clear enough mix. Okay. It took almost a quarter of a century for us to wait until the right um, moment to tackle now and then again, McCartney, McCartney stated in the video, explaining that working with Peter Jackson and the 2021 Get Back docuseries made him want to revisit the track again and again. The track has now been marketed as double A-side with 1962 debut single Love Me Do combining their first single with their last. A music video which will air for the first time ever this week according to the renowned filmmaker. The visual accompaniment will include the new footage of McCartney and Starr as well as recently unearthed footage of all four members. Uh, next week we'll see the release of the newly expanded editions of the 1962-66 Red Album and the 1967-1970 Blue Album. That's the one where they're on the cover and they're kind of up in a housing block you know and they're oh, kind of hanging yeah. over the balcony you know yeah. them they're really familiar yeah. um but they're both mixed in stereo and dolby so it's amazing like the te- the way technology moves yeah. along and you can do all these different things it's absolutely fantastic i mean i work with sound every day and i don't know how they will have been able to get the piano off john's vocal like, i just don't know how i do not know how it's amazing like um yeah. so Kind of scary. It's AI that did it eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but when you listen to the song, for anyone who hasn't listened to it, it really is. I mean, I was kind of apprehensive because I was like, oh, this could be terrible, especially if it's oh, like it really, AI, if really there's like a computer like element to it. But it's absolutely beautiful. And the combination of Jan's voice back then and Paul's now is just so touching and lovely and perfect. And the sentiment in the song couldn't be anything better. Like now and then, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's literally, it's Weird. like they wrote the it for that very. the grave, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's wild. It's such, I had tears in my eyes the first time I listened to it. Really emotional. Absolutely fantastic. I'm a massive Beatles fan anyway. Um, probably a bigger Paul McCartney fan than a John Lennon fan. But all the one, like, I just, I thought it was fab. And if you haven't heard it, go out and listen to it. And I'll certainly yeah. be getting... The new stuff as well. So very excited about that. Um, and one other music thing to announce as well is that George Michael's being inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I thought was oh, nice as well. That is nice. As is Kate Bush and Rage Against the Machine. And... Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Um, and although Kate Bush didn't go to the ceremony and only one of Rage Against the Machine went to the ceremony, but all that stuff is happening. So, um, yeah, well, interesting stuff. Um, so that's our five things this week. What is the plan for the rest of the weekend? Then you've got your um, gig tonight. Of emotion and... tonight. And actually, I just, we didn't mention it, but I'm still very sad about Matthew, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Oh. I'm so sad about it uh, still. Like we've been kind of rewatching some of the old friends and some of it hasn't aged well, but some of it is still so funny. And his timing and the way that he like would, you know, the words were the words, the words, you know, are a certain thing, but just deliver them certain things and deliver his, how he delivered things mm-hmm. was absolutely. I heard um something during the week about how, the writers would like gather around to watch them doing the act especially Matthew Perry doing his bits to see what he'd do with their jokes you know because he often sort of adapted them and ad-libbed on top of them um because they loved it. They loved what he did with their, you know, he was the person. He, I think it's that thing, the expression, he had funny bones. Like he, more so I think than the rest of them, a natural comic, you know. 
But um, I feel like a lot of those really funny people have awful demons. It's like Robin Williams. You know, there's mm-hmm. been a few more that were like comic geniuses, like their timing. They're mm-hmm. all that was so brilliant. But then they struggle with their own demons. Did you hear well, him talking you know? about, remember when they did the reunion last year yeah. or before? And he was saying that he was like every episode they filmed he was terrified he was like are they gonna laugh are they gonna laugh and if they didn't laugh why didn't they laugh I failed he had this massive expectation on himself like to make people laugh like I mean it's just it's heartbreaking and Stuart was saying to me as well during the week he heard him say at one point like that when he he can't look he couldn't look back at early friends because he was like alcohol alcohol cocaine alcohol he could he knew he could see his deterioration and stuff oh, and yeah he fluctuated his way a lot like he went from like kind of averageish to like really skinny and then he kind of bloated out and that was mm-hmm. odd when he was going through all those things as well but anyway we're nearly out of time but i did want to mention it because i still think it's heartbreaking. so sad but i That's mean you know what he can. said time and time again that he wanted to be remembered for the good work he did with other addicts yeah and he had set up a done, he had yeah. set up a support center for male alcoholics in yeah. LA and now they've set up another foundation in his name and look I suppose through his struggles other people have probably been helped sure. so yeah. at least he's got that legacy as well but yeah terribly sad definitely the funniest friend and yeah he touched all our lives touched all our lives yeah. okay well, well, lovely weekend everybody lovely weekend Kel. I'm and off to a fireworks display it's bonfire oh, night here tonight of course so. oh Guy Fox, of course yeah, yeah. Enjoy first time I've ever done it friends. I'm not really interested in fireworks and stuff but it's still you know it's like a social thing now mom can we go to oh, fireworks everybody's going to oh, fireworks wow. um, so I was like oh we will see you all next week people enjoy Thanks all. Take care of each other and yourselves. Bye 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 bye.